Section 34 of Micrographia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Micrographia by Robert Hooke. Observation 29 of the Seeds of Time. These pretty fruits here represented in the 18 scheme are nothing else but nine several seeds of time. They are all of them in differing posture, both as to the eye and the light, nor are they all of them exactly of the same shape, there being a great variety both in the bulk and figure of each seed. But they all agreed in this, that being looked on with a microscope, they each of them exactly resembled a lemon or orange dried and this both in shape and color some of them are a little rounder of the shape of an orange as a and b they have each of them a very conspicuous part by which they were joined to their little stalk and one of them had a little piece of stalk remaining on the opposite side of the seed you may perceive very plainly by the figure is very copped and prominent, as is very usual in lemons, which prominencies are expressed in D, E, and F. They seemed each of them a little creased or wrinkled, but E was very conspicuously furrowed, as if the inward make of this seed had been somewhat like that of a lemon also but upon dividing several seeds with a very sharp penknife and examining them afterward i found their make to be in nothing but bulk differing from that of peas that is to have a pretty thick coat and all the rest an indifferent white pulp which seemed very close so that it seems nature does not very much alter her method in the manner of enclosing and preserving the vital principle in the seed in these very small grains from that of beans peas etc the grain affords a very pretty object for the microscope namely a dish of lemons placed in a very little room should a lemon or nut be proportionably magnified to what this seed of time is it would make it appear as big as a large hayrick and it would be no great wonder to see homer's iliads and homer and all crammed into such a nutshell we may perceive even in these small grains as well as in greater how curious and careful nature is in preserving the seminal principle of vegetable bodies in what delicate strong and most convenient cabinets she lays them and closes them in a pulp for their safer protection from outward dangers and for the supply of convenient elemental juice when the heat of the sun begins to animate and move these little automatons or engines as if she would from the ornaments wherewith she has decked these cabinets hint to us that in them she has laid up her jewels and masterpieces and this if we are but diligent in observing we shall find her method throughout there is no curiosity in the elemental kingdom 
if i may so call the bodies of air water and earth that are comparable in form to those of minerals air and water having no form at all unless a potentiality to be formed into globules and the clods and parcels of earth are all irregular whereas in minerals she does begin to geometrize and practice as twere the first principles of mechanics shaping them of plain regular figures as triangles squares etc and tetradons cubes etc but none of their forms are comparable to the more compounded ones of vegetables for here she goes a step further forming them both of more complicated shapes and adding also multitudes of curious mechanic contrivances in their structure for whereas in vegetables there was no determinate number of the leaves or branches nor no exactly certain figure of leaves or flowers or seeds in animals all those things are exactly defined and determined and wherever there is either an excess or defect of those determinate parts or limbs there has been some impediment that has spoiled the principle which was most regular here we shall find not only most curiously compounded shapes but most stupendous mechanisms and contrivances here the ornaments are in the highest perfection nothing in all the vegetable kingdom that is comparable to the deckings of a peacock nay to the curiosity of any feather as i elsewhere shew nor to that of the smallest and most despicable fly but i must not stay on these speculations though perhaps it were very well worth while for one that had leisure to see what information may be learned of the nature or use or virtues of bodies by their several forms and various excellencies and properties who knows but adam might from some such contemplation give names to all creatures if at least his names had any significancy in them of the creature's nature on which he imposed it as many upon what grounds i know not have supposed and who knows but the creator may in those characters have written and engraven many of his most mysterious designs and counsels and given man a capacity which assisted with diligence and industry may be able to read and understand them but not to multiply my digression more than i can the time i will proceed to the next which is End of section 34